0: Hello,
1: and welcome back to the Father-Daughter Book Club. I'm one of your hosts, Kalia the Daughter.
0: And I'm your other host, the father, Chris.
1: And today, we will be reading The Skin I'm In by Sharon G. Flake.
0: That's right, and Kalia wanted to make sure we apologize, too, for not having an episode recently. We've just been really busy, haven't been able to record. Um, But hopefully that gave you time to fully read The Skin I'm In.
1: Because we did say in our last episode that we will be reading The Skin I'm In. So hopefully you did get to finish the whole entire book because we will be discussing the whole entire book.
0: That's right. But if you haven't had an opportunity to finish reading yet, go ahead and press pause right now and finish get reading the book. The book. Because we will be discussing, as Kalia mentioned, the entire book. And we don't want to spoil anything for you.
1: And speaking of spoiling anything for you, there will be spoilers.
0: So if you haven't read, again, press pause and then come back to us when you're done reading. We won't go anywhere. We'll wait for you. Then you can join our discussion about The Skin I'm In by Sharon G. Flake.
1: And this is a very important book, in my opinion, because... This is relatable stuff. Because this stuff in this book can actually happen in real life. We just don't realize it sometimes. But there are definitely issues in this book that need to be discussed.
0: Yeah, we talk about genres all the time. And this genre fits right into realistic fiction, right?
1: Right in there.
0: Okay, so let's give uh, a little bit of... Information about this book, as we've mentioned, it's written by Sharon G. Flake. It It was was
1: published on October 16th in 1998, so it's a fairly older book.
0: And Miss Flake won the Coretta Scott King slash John Steptoe Award for New Talent in 1999 for her work on this book.
1: It even says it's on the back of the book here. Yeah, this
0: particular edition that you have Mm -hmm. notes the award. And uh, do you want to read the synopsis, or shall I?
1: You will. All
0: right. This synopsis comes directly from the back of the book. It says, Malika suffers every day from the taunts of the other kids in her class. If they're not getting at her about her homemade clothes or her good grades, it's about her dark black skin. When a new teacher, whose face is blotched with a startling white patch, starts at their school, Malika can see there is bound to be trouble for her, too. But the new teacher's attitude surprises Malika. Miss Saunders loves the skin she's in. Can Malika learn to do the same?
1: Yep. I feel like at the beginning of the book, like all of our books, they always grow. And at the end of the book, you see so much change in all of the characters. In all, most books that we have read, there's always change.
0: That's what I thought was really interesting about this book is that it's not your typical feel-good story. No. Um, not at all. And yeah, it goes... Malika, who are, who's our main character, goes through more downs than ups. She yep. She makes some really bad decisions, and she has to pay for those decisions.
1: Because ultimately, it wasn't her choice. Well, it was her choice, but people pressured her into doing the bad things that she did which is which kind of leads us into the first theme of the book which is peer pressure
0: okay you want to talk about peer pressure well, let's get into the, the peer pressure discussion How how is peer pressure prevalent in this book
1: well there are certain characters in the book called like Charlize Jones which is one of Malika's friends, but she doesn't really... She's kind of a troublemaking girl, and she forces Malika to do stuff for her, and for her friends, like, do their homework. And in return, she lets Malika hang out with them and do... and. Charlize brings her clothes because like we mentioned in the synopsis her mom makes her own clothes
0: yeah, so maybe we need to take a step back before we get into the peer pressure discussion because we're bringing all of this up without giving context about who these characters are um, so Malika they're in first of all they're in middle school right I believe they're, they're in seventh, the seventh grade. grade and Malika is our main character she's she She starts up at first saying that you know she's not very popular, that she always has to deal with kids making fun of her, so this is clearly a kid who, who suffers who, yeah who who suffers and who's trying to fit in, but doesn't quite know how. She befriends um Charlize Jones aka char, because she thinks Char can offer her protection, yes, right. she thinks that char is one of the popular kids. She knows that Charlie's is able to say whatever's on her mind, and she doesn't really take anything from anyone, and she feels that if she becomes Char's friend, then other kids will start, Accept her more. I don't know if accept her, but at least they'll leave her alone and they yeah. won't antagonize her. And, but, the, but Char, we learn, is kind of a bad egg. You know, she
1: smokes,
0: smokes uh, she ditches class, and does a, a whole bunch of other things that you wouldn't want a good person, a good student, a good kid to be doing at this age.
1: But also, think about it, her older sister Juju, who is her caretaker, kind of is like partying all the time, smoking, and pays her to pretty much be her personal servant.
0: Yeah, we don't learn too much about Shara's background other than to know that her home life is not ideal. No. Um, We don't know why her sister is looking after her. Like, we don't know where her parents are. Mm -mm. They never explain that. Um, We don't even know how old her sister is. No. But we understand that her home life is in chaos, pretty much, because her sister, like I said, her sister's throwing parties all the time and expects her to work for these parties. And she does pay her, but she ends up having to stay up. A lot because it's a party and it goes all night, and sometimes Shar winds up missing out on sleep because she has to work the party. And then the party continues into the morning and the next day, and you know, she doesn't really get much of a break. No, nope. so we that's what we learned that you know, Shar, uh, you know, she comes from a chaotic home life, and we know that Shar uh, has. Failed seventh grade once or twice before. I think this is her second or third time repeating yep. the seventh grade, and she's afraid of what will happen to her if she fails again.
1: Because she actually said that if she passes seventh grade, Juju will pay her money.
0: And she's also said if she fails again, Juju's gonna whoop her. Mm-hmm. Right. So she she's you, getting both of them. She's like, do it. you
1: know? What Shushu will do to me if I don't pass seventh grade again. So
0: So that's a lot about Shar. But let's get back to Malika. Who is Malika?
1: Well, Malika Madison the Third is the main character of the book. She goes through a lot of hard things because, like we said, her mom makes her her clothes. She gets really good grades, but people make fun of her for that. And people make fun of her about her being black. and
0: Not just being black, but one of the darker kids in the school, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But we also know that she has lost her dad.
0: Yeah, that's really important, right? Yes. Her dad passed away.
1: Which is why her... Mom makes her clothes now so that she can save up money Um, for, like, house expenses and stuff like that.
0: Yep, that's right. And Malika also feels that the sewing that her mom does is therapeutic in a way.
1: It is. Because, like, she will... We learn that after her father died, she just kept on sewing. Sewing, sewing, yeah. sewing.
0: That's right. So those are our two primary characters. Um, in the synopsis, there's a, another character mentioned. Them, this new teacher. Who? Who is the new teacher?
1: Miss Saunders. I love Miss Saunders. She's a very important character in the book. And the reason why I think that is because she's very. She doesn't really feel bad about her skin, even though. We learn that she has a blotch and people make fun of her. And because of her blotch.
0: She has a birthmark on her face and she's learned to live with it and accept it, though. Yes. Do you remember um, what she she says, the the birthmark says about her? I don't. So, Miss Saunders is an important character. She's a new teacher at at their school. Um, She has this birthmark on her face that kids tried to make fun of her for it but she doesn't really allow them to get to her she acknowledges the fact that she has this birthmark and she kind of owns it right
1: yeah like i'm rocking this birthmark like i'm a superstar
0: that's right you know and, and she she has a different attitude one that um malika and i think the rest of the children don't usually see out of their teachers no Right, and that's because Miss Saunders...
1: Isn't a real teacher.
0: Not that she isn't a real teacher, but she hasn't been a teacher before. No. She's part of this new program that the school is trying out. And I think the whole, maybe the whole school district or something, where they're bringing in professionals to teach. Mm. So it's this new program, and, and yeah. Miss Saunders comes from a different background. She's got all this uh, experience in the business world. But she wants to make a change in her life because it's not very fulfilling. And when this opportunity came up, she decided to take it. And she thinks that teaching will be much more rewarding than her previous job.
1: Even though she gave up all of them. Well, not gave up, but she doesn't earn as much money as she would in the business world.
0: That's right. Teaching, as we know, doesn't pay very much.
1: (laughs) Which Which is so sad because without teachers, we wouldn't have doctors and lawyers.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate that teachers don't make more money. It's tough even to even though them what kids worth. are
1: expected to learn and go to school. They don't pay the people who are teaching us.
0: That's why teachers are such special people, because
1: I actually want to be a teacher.
0: Yeah, that you know that teachers they're doing it not for the money, but because they love to teach,
1: and they're and they, doing it for the good of the children.
0: That's right. Um, so that's a lot about um, Malika Charlize. And Miss Saunders, those are the three main characters. And I think as we discuss more about um, these themes and some questions, we'll get into some of the other characters. Um, but the other characters are really kind of supporting characters throughout the book. Yeah. And some of them are antagonistic and some of them are supportive. But we'll talk more about them and we'll bring them up as, as it's necessary. Yep. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to ask before we started getting into some of these themes, and actually this... This question is related to one of the themes that we'll talk about. Okay. So let's let's actually just say that. So what do you think the major themes of the book are? And then we'll kind of talk and see if we address each of the themes.
1: Like I already said, peer pressure.
0: Yes, peer pressure is definitely a a theme in this book. And what else?
1: Self-love and self-appreciation.
0: I think a better term for that would be self-esteem.
1: True. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Self-appreciation, self-esteem, um... Identity, confidence, like all those kind of roll into one.
1: Yeah. And bully.
0: Bullying.
1: Bullying.
0: Yes, that's another common thread throughout this book. Um, And as we mentioned, even Miss Saunders, they tried to bully her and it didn't work. Nope. Right, but it it happens to Malika quite a bit. And even um, John John. We didn't talk about John John yet, but even he is subject. Even though he's one of the antagonists of the book, he's he
1: he is the one bullying Malika.
0: He's one of the people who bullies Malika. At the end of the book, he winds up getting bullied himself. Yep. So, uh, um, all, all of those are very important themes. I want to get into the self-image one first. Okay. Um, because we introduced Miss Saunders and how she gets introduced into the book, the first time she's in the classroom teaching. She writes a question on the board.
1: Which is?
0: The question is, what does your face say to the world? Okay, so before we get into the answers of some of the characters, what, what, does, what do you think your face says to the world?
1: Well, I feel like if you are proud of who you are, and if you kind of stay natural... Or if you have, like, maybe spots on your face. Just depends on how you see yourself. And then if you act like you are confident and you're proud and you're not burnt down by what's on your face, then people will start to see you the same. That's personally what I think, but...
0: So that's a really good point that you make. It just doesn't answer the question. What does your face specifically say to the world? When, what do you think people see when they see your face?
1: Happiness.
0: Okay. What else?
1: Um, joy. Okay. And that I am multicultural.
0: Yeah, those are good. Those are good things. I think my face says that I am wise. Yes. And experienced. And serious. Um,
1: All very true. Yeah,
0: that's what I think my face says. What um, do
1: you think my face says to you?
0: Your face, it says beautiful. It says sweet. It says happy. <laughs> definitely happy. I think those are the three big things it says to me.
1: All of what you said, that's what I say. But also, I feel like you're noble
0: Ooh, that's a compliment thank you sweetheart
1: (laughs) you're Uh, welcome noble
0: (laughs) so this question is one that like i said miss saunders asks to the class she asks them what they think her face says and we've discussed what her face kind of looks like already i like the way she answers it she says my face says i'm smart sassy sexy self-confident it says, I'm caring and yes, even a little cold sometimes. See these laugh lines? They let people know that I love a good joke. These tiny bags? They tell the world I like to stay up late. That's me. So she, she despite the imperfections in her face, she's she's found all of this stuff and she even says, you know, it took her a while to to, to grow to, into to grow it. Into that to love who she was or who she is. And I think that
1: I love that. That was my one of my favorite personal parts in the book.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, all of that's really important in, as I said, uh, this theme of self image and self identity. Miss Saunders is kind of the example of per of a person who has a very good self image, and we see some of these kids. Of course, these are these are children, so they're still growing into themselves. But maybe they're. Self-image isn't quite yet what it will be when they become adults. Specifically, Malika's one we hear from all the time. And, and how she feels about being as black as she is. Mm-hmm. And how she feels because she gets made fun of for being as black as she is. So we know that Malika, that her self-image and her self-esteem is pretty low. Yeah. But what are some of the things that she tries to do to help improve herself? esteem
1: cutting her hair yeah, that's
0: right she cut up, cut her hair and the people at the salon told her "Hey, you know if you gotta if you're you wear gonna this, wear this
1: hairstyle you gotta work it like it's hot
0: that's right like it's a hairstyle that requires you to have a little bit of sass a little bit of attitude because it's not uh a typical hairstyle because she goes with a very short cut right and she looks at herself and
1: she likes what she says
0: i think yeah for the first she time she, she says she's beautiful like she actually feels beautiful as a result of that haircut i think that was a really uh big turning point for her unfortunately what happened at school
1: people made fun of her wait no no people actually started to like it
0: some some people did, but then some people made fun of her, and then what it, what was happening to her by the end of the day? She was covering her hair up with a cap. Uh-huh. So what do you think that says about self-identity and self-image?
1: That she lets other people impact which, how she feels about herself.
0: That's right. Not just Malika, but I think that's a lesson that everyone can learn, is that she feels a certain way about herself. She tries to change the way she looks, and then she feels better about herself. But then ultimately, people still make fun of her, and that gets her back to feeling bad about herself again. So changing her hairstyle didn't have the long-term effect that it should have, and why is that?
1: Because people made fun of her, and she at first she felt really good about herself. And now when people start making fun of her, she wishes that she didn't even get the haircut. I
0: I even more specifically would say for Malika and for anybody that if you're not comfortable in within yourself, it doesn't matter what you change. You could, you know, that people get plastic surgery to change their look all the time. You can change your hairstyle. You can get different colored contact lenses to change your eye color you can do all sorts of things to change the way you look but ultimately if you're not it's comfortable all about
1: how you feel about yourself yeah
0: none of that matters if people will still bring you down no matter what you look like you have to have the confidence in yourself to love yourself regardless of what you look like and i think that's malika you know, she started to gain a little bit of confidence, but then it got brought right back down, and that's tough. You know, that was really where tight. she started. Yeah, it was really tough for me to read that. Like this entire book, Malika goes through some things that make it a really hard book to read. Really typically hard. Typically, we expect more good things to happen to our main characters, and Malika.
1: No, that's not what happens. I mean, yeah, what bad?
0: Yeah, she only been has good. A couple of good things happen to her, so it's 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 tough to read
1: yep there's another part that I feel though there's two things that I feel fit this question. okay, Kind of befriending char char because in return she gives her clothes that aren't her mama's homemade clothes.
0: Let's talk about that a little bit. so Malika's embarrassed to wear the clothes that her mom's make that her mom makes for her because. They're they're poorly made. Let's just say it. I mean, they're. She says the seams are mismatched, and you know sometimes the pockets don't align, and just you know they're just poorly made clothes. Her mom is not a master seamstress. No. You know she's just doing what she can to save money and and keep her own sanity, and so she makes the clothes for Malika, but they're not of good quality. Um. So what do you think about this decision of Malika's to befriend Shar so that she can wear Shar's clothes? Well.
1: Honestly, I understand why she made this decision, but I would have done it differently. I would probably find someone who was actually nicer and has a better influence on me. And maybe, like, maybe once in a while we might, like, um, she might, like, give me clothes. Or, like, if we had a sleepover, we could, like, exchange clothes or do something like that so that way she's not completely kind of having a bad influence on herself she has a better person that might let her get that might let her wear someone else's clothes
0: yeah so malika is faced with an interesting choice here for herself like she feels that she doesn't want to hurt her mom's feelings so she continues to wear the clothes that her mom makes to school but then once she gets to school she changes and she's trying to like i said she's trying to not hurt her mom's feelings while at the same time make it easier on herself at school she sacrifices a little bit of herself by befriending someone she knows could be bad news I don't know. Like they don't really talk about the other kids in the school. How many of them are? If there, if there was, like you said, a, a person at school that she, that would have been a better influence on her, whom she could have befriended and traded clothes with. Um, but the person she does choose, Char, winds up being a bully to her too. You know, she kind and
1: of, a bad influence and a
0: bad influence. So we've talked about um, you talked about peer pressure early on. So let's get back to peer pressure. In what ways? Does Malika experience peer pressure?
1: Well, in this part of the book, it's like later on when Shar and Raina and Rays, which are the twins that Charlize Jones is friends with, and she pretty much makes her get revenge on Miss Saunders.
0: So that, yeah, that's that's the big instance of peer pressure. Right? But there's a couple smaller ones earlier in the book. It's for instance, cutting class. that Smoking. Smoking. Those are all things that Char gets Malika to do. Because she holds this thing over her. Like, hey Malika, if you want these clothes, you got to do this stuff with me. So she gets her to ditch class. And she gets her to smoke. And she gets her to, um, at, at, in the lunch line, she gets her to take her food back. That, that's an example of bullying and peer pressure. And then... Lastly, Miss Saunders does something to Shar that hurts Shar's feelings, or something like she's that. She's failing her. Right. Oh, that's right. She's failing her, and so in order to get back at Miss Saunders, Shar says, "You know, we're going to essentially vandalize her classroom." And of course, Malika doesn't feel good about this, but she again, doesn't want to. But again, she's holding this thing over Malika's head. I. If you want these clothes, you better do what I say, and uses that peer pressure to she get Malika to, to vandalize the room with her.
1: She also squeezed her.
0: Well, that was when they're in the room, right? So yeah. they're in the room, and they're kind of messing things up, and one of the things that Shar wants Malika to do is set fire to some international money, All right? She has a lighter, and she's like, Shar, or she's like, Malika, set fire to this, and Malika doesn't feel good about it. She doesn't want to do it, and she tries to get them to stop and to leave, um... But then eventually Shar actually threatens Malika physically. Like you said, she grabs her arm and says, you know, do this. And so Malika feels kind of forced into setting fire to that money.
1: And in the result of that, she gets suspended.
0: Well, what happens as a result of that, right? It, she sets fire to the money and then a bigger fire spreads and essentially burns the whole classroom. Yep. And a janitor was on campus at the time and one, as they... they're trying to escape the fire the janitor sees malika but doesn't see the other girls so malika gets in trouble for it because she was the only one that was recognized at the scene
1: and this is another instance at the end of the book where at the end Shar char says that you better not tell or else i won't let you hang out with us anymore or something like that,
0: yeah, and, yeah that's even more peer pressure, right, yeah, right, because Shar knows that the only way that she'll get in trouble is if Malika tells tells on them, and so she kind of pressures her again, you know, don't tell, don't tell, you know, we got your back girl, she tries to she pretends to be Malika's friend, like, says, hey you know we, we got your back, we'll like, help you hey, with the- We okay,
1: we got your back, girl, we'll give you. We'll get you your one hundred dollars because she has to eventually pay for the repairs, and also she figures out. And then Malika tries to say, "Hey, on the phone, hey, I'm sorry, Shar, but you're pressuring me to do this. It, I don't feel like it's fair that you're that I'm the only one who's getting in trouble for this. So I'm kind of forced. So I'm gonna tell." And then she starts laughing, (laughs) ha ha, I knew I couldn't trust you, so then she stole this gold bracelet, slipped it into her locker, and now when they searched her locker, she found that, and now they really think that she didn't now.
0: Yeah, she really tries to put the blame on Malika and tries to frame Malika even more. Um, yeah, so this is just a, a bad situation for Malika all around. Again, something else bad that happened to her. She gets suspended from school as a result of it. So we've talked about all these things that Malika has essentially chosen to do or not do because she she's a she's trying to save herself from the bullying, trying to get more accepted. Um, but how how would you handle things differently? Like I said, all of this leads to this very bad path for Malika and winds up with her getting suspended but how I mean if you were in Malika's position how would you do things differently I
1: would actually try and help my mom to raise enough money so that I could buy my clothes and instead of my mom having to do it having to like sew my own clothes and that way I wouldn't feel like offended (laughs) or, like, bullied, and that way I can get my own clothes, and then I could also, like, I would rather help my mom so that I wouldn't get bullied. Not befriend Char. Like, still have friends, but not befriend Char because she's just a bad influence. And I would also, see, like I said before, try and find someone who's nicer, a better influence, than Char was, or just a better person, essentially than Char, to befriend, and that way I wouldn't feel as pressured and bullied, and to find someone who actually accepts me for who I am.
0: I like the fact that you started with helping out your mom. That's that shows uh, real intelligence there because you recognize where the kind of the trouble begins, and. <laughs> part of that solution is to help help her mom out because her mom needs some support and is obviously going through a rough time, losing her husband, being the sole provider for her, her child now. And if Malika had tried to figure out more ways that she could help her mom, then maybe she wouldn't have felt the need to wear these clothes the way that she did. The other thing that I think Malika could have done differently is really listen to her gut, because she winds up in certain situations where...
1: Because she even said, I don't think this is right. Right. She didn't. And in the bed, while she was sleeping, she's like, I'm trying to figure out ways so that, to find out um, excuses so that I wouldn't have to show up that Char and the twins would believe.
0: Yeah. So, if she would have just been able to listen to her gut, because she knew what they were going to do was wrong. Um, but she showed up anyway. Her... Right. So, it's all about consequences, right? hmm And the consequences for vandalizing that room were pretty severe.
1: Well, obviously.
0: But she couldn't foresee those consequences. Um, she was more worried about the immediate consequence that she could foresee if she didn't obey Char um, but that's really like that's testing who you are as a person um, I think she she's going to end up learning a lot from that incident but that was just another situation where I wish she would have just had the confidence in herself to listen to her gut because she knew it was wrong and she knew that they were going to get caught and get in trouble and she had she tried to get them to stop. I'll give her credit. Like, she tried to get them to leave the classroom. She tried to say, This is a bad idea. But obviously, with the other three girls and the peer pressure, this wasn't enough. And so they still wound up doing considerable damage. But if she had just been able to have some resolve and say, You know what? This is wrong. I'm not going to even show up at school at the same time as them to go vandalize. I don't want to even want to be near them when they do that because I know it's going to be bad. Like, that would have been a, a good thing for her to do as well. Like,
1: I do give her credit, too, for trying... Because she knew that it was wrong and she didn't want to go. But she didn't know how to get out of the situation without Char essentially beating her up. Right. So, I feel like the basis of it is becoming friends with Char.
0: That's kind of where things... um get out of control right is as soon as she becomes friends with Shar, um things kind of escalate whereas before her biggest problems were people making fun of her um now her biggest problem is getting suspended from school and it's tough I mean you guys are in a really t- uh, transitional period we've talked about it with all the other books that we've read in relation to being in middle school because it's you know it's it's really you guys are going through puberty at this age Sorry to, if I'm embarrassing you by saying that, but, uh, you're going through a lot of changes and people are are changing and it's really tough to to figure out what's right. Yeah. And, uh, that's, Malika has a hard time with that. Hopefully, I, I think by the end of this book, she, she's learned a little bit. So let, we've talked a lot about the bad things that happened to Malika. What's one of the good things that happens to her?
1: Caleb. Who who's Caleb? Caleb is Malika's kind of love interest, kind of.
0: Caleb's an interesting person, right? This is a person who expressed interest in Malika, I think, a couple of years beforehand. But then once Malika starts getting made fun of, Caleb kind of distances himself from her, right?
1: And we find out that the reason why is because he thought that he was hanging out with her, that, he, that that's why they were making fun of her. Yeah. But... It was actually because of her, not him. And so he thought that if she left, that if he left her alone, she wouldn't get bullied anymore, essentially. Mm -hmm. But that's not it. It was about her, not him.
0: That's right. So eventually he, he comes back around and, and um, expresses interest in her once again and white, writes her <laughs> a really sweet poem at the end of it's the book. So
1: sweet. Talking
0: to her uh, about how she's beautiful and, and her, what is it, chocolate Hershey's kiss or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, it's really sweet at the end of the book. And hopefully this is the beginning of
1: a better uh, start.
0: Not a better start, but the beginning of Malika accepting herself. Like somebody's finally giving her positive feedback about how, how she looks. And so hopefully this will bolster her self-confidence.
1: I also have another part that was good, which is Akilma.
0: And who is Akilma?
1: Pretty much Malika's words, but in a different perspective. Like it's Malika essentially, but as as if Malika was a slave.
0: And so Miss Saunders gives the class an assignment to write a diary as if they were living back in the 17th century or the 18th century, something Mm -hmm. like that, right? Yeah. And so then Malika writes this diary as Akilma, which if you've noticed, is just the letters in her own name rearranged. Did you notice that?
1: I knew that. She even said it in the book. It's just my name spelled backwards.
0: That's right. Well, not quite backwards, but pretty close. She starts, so basically, she starts writing this diary, and it was supposed to be just like a, an an in class assignment. But Miss Saunders convinces her to continue writing this diary as Akilma. It's
1: really good,
0: right? So, what are how does Akilma um become a good thing for Malika?
1: Because it's like she actually kind of turns her into another person as if she were a real person and she is like thinking in the back of her mind this is what Akilma or my mom would do but not me <laughs> and so it's kind of like her way of expressing her feelings and how she feels but just not in her shoes just not her it's kind of like her escape for writing a kilma as a kilma than it is for her
0: that's i think you said the right word there at the end it's, it's an escape for her it's a way for her to deal with um the, the things that she's going through at school and at home but without having to attach her name to it so it's it it gives her some relief it's it's a good um practice for her and then what happens as a result of her writing this diary she
1: finds out that that there's a library s- short story or story entering contest, and the prize is like $2,500 or something. No,
0: it
1: was $100. $100. And so she essentially was like, I need this money. So she writes up and types up all of Akilma's diaries, and then staples it, and then sends it into the short story contest, and she ends up winning.
0: I think that's really another uh, good thing for malika's confidence because again she she got made fun of for her good grades but here is positive feedback on something that she does related to school she winds up winning this competition and hopefully that will encourage her to continue writing and and not be ashamed of getting good grades and being smart because hey it leads to things like this that you win competitions and that's something to be proud of yeah
1: that's why i like to be smart because it's it's just the satisfaction of getting a good grade for me yeah I like
0: it. yeah i always found it funny that people talking make fun about,
1: of you for getting a for being smart
0: yeah we've been talking about bullying this entire time and and i want to close with talking about bullying and then i'm going to have a couple more questions for you um but it's a shame that one of the things that kids bully other kids over is intelligence because intelligence is not because I got you...
1: made fun of because I was smart. Really?
0: You want to talk about that? No, no. Okay. That's <laughs> not fine. now. That's okay. Um, but it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's something to be proud of. It should be celebrated. And I think it probably stems a little bit from jealousy. The reason why kids make fun of others who they think smarter than they are.
1: Well, that's a lot of the reason why people bully each other is because they feel Dumb, they might feel dumb inside and they feel like the only way how they can feel, how other people can understand how they feel is by making other people down.
0: Yeah, that's a really poor way of handling. I mean, again, we've. it's a good point to bring up. So you're saying that somebody has low self-esteem and their reaction, their response to their own low self-esteem is to try to bring others down. So they bully them and try to bring them down. They make fun of them. Uh, that sort of thing, that's not the right response, right? If you have low self-esteem, you don't want to take it out on other people. What the, the important thing to do here is to try to find the confidence within yourself. Okay, maybe your math isn't your strong suit, but maybe something else is. And maybe you can get help for your weakness in math to at least bring you up to where you can feel confident in it.
1: Because this isn't really making fun of me, but... I sat next to this girl in class, and it was in math class, and she would call me her calculator.
0: I would take that as a compliment. You were offended by that?
1: I was. Yeah? Because she would be like, calculator, what's seven times eight? And I'm like, I'm not going to respond to that name because that's not my name. Call me by my name, Kalia.
0: Yeah, I can see how you would be insulted by by that because she's reducing you to an object by calling you calculator. But... And, and maybe she's calling you that because she's not good at multiplication herself. But for me, it's like...
1: I understand I, how. I kind
0: of... That means, like, you know, you're good at math. I would kind of be proud and say, oh, you know, you consider, you, you think I'm so good at math that I'm as good as a calculator. So that, that's so kind turn of... turn it around. Yeah, so calculator can be a... You know, it depends on how it's said. If you think that she's saying it with malice, then yeah, you can take offense to it and and, and ask her not to treat you that way. Because it is objectifying you. Um, but if she says it in a in a fun-loving, like, hey, you're my calculator kind of way, then you can take it differently. I don't know how this, how this other person was talking to you about it, but context is important, and, you know, I don't know what her tone was. Well,
1: like, it kind of seemed like she expected me to tell her what the answer was because she knew I knew the answer.
0: Yeah, that's putting a lot of pressure on you and... She's trying to get you to do the work for her. And
1: I'm like, for one, don't call me your calculator. That's not my name. And two, you need to figure it out on your own. Like, you should know it. Because that's what we were learning in class. Like This is our assignment to figure out this. Yeah. So.
0: Oh, my little calculator. (laughs) That's okay. I I, I understand how, how you might get be insulted by that and offended by it. And um, did she stop calling you that? No. No, she still calls you. Or is this someone that you're still in class with or or no?
1: No. No? This was in second grade.
0: Oh, this is a while ago. And she never stopped calling you calculator.
1: Well, we ended up being in separate classes, so she didn't get to call me calculator yeah. anymore. So I'm like,
0: yes. Yeah, and when you're in second grade, you definitely don't know how to handle that situation. So you got, you're way too young. Um, but you know, if someone like, say you're in sixth grade now, if someone were to start calling you calculator and you didn't like it, um, you know, you could,
1: I would just not respond.
0: Yeah. That's one way you could, that's what I
1: did. I just, I told her that is not my name. My name is Kalia. So please, so please call me by that name. And then she kept calling me that. I'm like, I'm not responding.
0: Yeah. You know, you could could let her know that, you know, you could let her know that I know that you, you struggle a little bit with these, um multiplication problems I can help you with that but I want you to respect me so please call me by my name instead of calling the calculator because
1: people call me puffy yeah
0: if you don't call me by my name then I'm not going to help you and and then I as you said just ignore her after that you know and if she decides to continue calling you that well you know that's that's no longer your problem yeah you know
1: because also people call me puffy sometimes because my hair is puffy
0: oh yeah how does that make you feel
1: I mean like I understand But I've told you my name many times, so please call me by my name.
0: Yeah, sometimes nicknames can, can, nicknames are interesting, right? Because they can be very affectionate.
1: Yeah, Um, like how sometimes my mom calls me Lily or Khalili or Noodle. Like, those are cute, sweet names. So,
0: well, Noodle, all right, so Noodle is a nickname. Lily and those things are variations on your own names but noodle is something that has nothing to do with your no. current name it's just uh something that we've called noodles you. <laughs> this is something that we've called you and actually it was a, i think it began as a variation on your name those your grandmother used to call you canoodle and then shortened it and we eventually shortened it to noodle so we call you noodle sometimes um so that is one that's like but you know, so you could have been offended by that too. You know, no. I'm not. But you're not because it's you know that it came from a loving and endearing place. You know, this puffy thing. If you're not if you're not certain how people are meaning it, if they're making fun of you or if they're doing it, you know, just as a term of endearment, uh, then yeah, it's it's tough to know how you should react. And the easiest thing to do is to call someone by their name because then you know you're not going to offend them.
1: But the reason why she called me puffy was because she didn't know my name. Even though I told her my name, she always forgot it. And now she actually knows my name, so she doesn't call me by that anymore. But other people still do. Mm, it's annoying.
0: That is annoying. Yeah, you just it's like sometimes you have to train people. Um, but as long as you know, like the puffy, puffy itself is not the word itself is not that offensive, and so you can, you can use it. As, like you said, as you end up teaching this girl your actual name and she stopped calling you Puffy. Um, but, you know, other names can be worse, right?
1: Yeah. I have a sense of bullying in this book because Shaw calls her ugly bully face. Or like, um, your you ugly faces, I'm out of here.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of bullying in this book. Um, we've talked about how people made fun of her of Malika for being darker, and she says it's, you know even other dark kids were making fun of her for being dark, which didn't make any sense. John, to her. John, that's for right. One. Yeah, John, John is the one who started. He made up the song about her, Blech. and um,
1: she's like, "Hey, why are you calling me? What like, hey, why is it always me?"
0: Yeah, it's a, it's really difficult to understand why kids do the things they do sometimes
1: um, am I hard to read
0: well I mean I only see you in settings where you're around other adults it you kids are gonna behave differently around other kids especially when there are no adults around um, so I haven't seen you behave in such a way that would make me think why are you doing that true right like with John John who's making fun of Malika this entire book pretty much there's we don't understand his motivation. Why is he chosen to pick on Malika? Until a little bit later on in the book where we learn that he feels Malika slighted him like in the second grade, grade
1: or something. First, because, second grade.
0: Because she didn't want to sit next to him. And that seems like a really small reason to get upset at someone and hold this year long, years-long grudge for, with someone and make fun of them. And, and all of this stuff, it kind of gets out of hand. And now Malika's the, the butt of a lot of people's jokes.
1: Because he's like... Assuming the worst of why,
0: yeah, he doesn't understand. He thinks that Malika didn't doesn't like him, and so he's taking it upon himself to.
1: But really, it was just because she couldn't see. Yeah, but. She couldn't see. She couldn't see from the back of the room, so she asked if she could sit up front so that she could actually see the board.
0: That's right, and even if, as a hypothetical, even if Malika. Didn't want to sit next to John John because she just didn't like him. That's still not a good enough reason for John John to verbally harass Malika for the next several years there's no there was no reason for her for him to do that. She didn't do anything to him. all she did was not sit next to him, but this overreaction to to that to feeling slighted in that way
1: made him. Yeah. make fun of her yeah
0: so it, again like i said you guys are at, at this young age sometimes you don't know how to handle or deal with the emotions that you have and and, and in your reaction you overreact um but the best thing to do Do is i to, overreact i'm sure you have kalia i'm sure you have um but the best thing to do is to talk about it talk about it with an adult talk about it with the person who made you feel that way and um especially if it's someone that you feel comfortable talking to you know then then you don't have to uh Stoop to making fun of other people and treating them poorly, and all of this stuff. Like, because you know, really,
1: you're just going below yourself.
0: Yeah, it's the It really got out of hand between the two of them, and at the end of the book, it seems like the Malika kind of
1: actually like, stands up for John John.
0: So that's, I think, an an important. It shows a lot of Malika's character.
1: It does because
0: John John is about to. Well, not about to, but he's getting beaten up by these three other boys
1: because he reported him for shoplifting.
0: Well, they did something bad, and then he told on them, right? He—they was the doing, right
1: thing to do. Is the right
0: thing to do, but then they beat him up for it, right? So this is so now. Can you see the parallel with what what happened between Shar and Malika, and what happening with John and these boys? Yep. Right. So John is getting punished for doing the right thing, and um. Malika winds up helping him and saving him despite the fact that John has been so mean to her over the years. and so that says a lot about Malika's character that she's able to overlook that and say like even though he's treated me this way, he doesn't deserve to get beaten up like this. nobody does. No. so yeah I. I
1: that's why Malika
0: yeah Malika <laughs> she she showed a lot of character in doing that and then um so hopefully that will lead to John John being nicer to her. Uh, so yeah, I think we've we've talked quite a bit about this bullying, and I and I I'm glad you were able to share what you sh- you shared about your own experiences with with some bullying and name calling and things like that.
1: Because now you guys can get to know me a little better. Yay!
0: So I think I want to ask you one more question, and then we can kind of wrap this up. Okay? All So the question is, would you be friends with Malika? Yes. You would. Yes. All right.
1: I would so want to be her friend because. I would actually try and make her stay away from Char yeah. and other people. And I would also help her stand up for herself and feel better about herself when people are making fun of her because essentially her f- friends, as she calls them, are just bringing her down even more. And I would try to bring her back up to her amazing beautiful self and i would try to make people not make fun of her or to make people who do make fun of her like for people to not get to her so it sounds
0: like you would try to be a good friend for her which is good she needs some good friends in her life and i'm glad that you would try to be that for her and hopefully she wouldn't reject you hopefully yeah it seems like that was one of the things malika had a hard time with is just rejection uh not rejection but not accepting
1: herself
0: other people's help like miss saunders tries to help her and malika doesn't know how to accept it um caleb you know says some good things about her and she kind of pushes him away too um so if you happen to be a another student at this school and wanted to befriend malika hopefully she would accept that friendship from you
1: I hope she would, because I really think she's a cool person. I want to be friends with her.
0: So the skin I'm in.
1: By Sharon G. Flick.
0: Mm, Yeah, I think that we've had a really interesting conversation about it thus far. Um, If you're listening to this conversation and you want to
1: hear more from us, you can go to com.
0: That's right. You can leave us a comment there. Um, Join the conversation and tell us what you think of this book, of Malika, of maybe some of the things that Kalia and I talked about here today. If you just want to subscribe to our podcast, you can do so at fatherdaughterbookclub.com. You can subscribe via email or you can subscribe via iTunes.
1: Wherever you listen to your podcasts.
0: That's right. So we'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to subscribe and please share this with uh, your other friends, friends and students and teachers and everybody. I
1: have actually recommended this to my friends and other people, and they actually started to really like it and they listened to it. So I'm like, yay! You guys like it.
0: But yes. Finally, uh, any final thoughts that you want to share about this, this, Kalia?
1: I feel like this is a very good book for people who are having trouble. Finding themselves and appreciating themselves for who they are.
0: Very well said. The next book that we're going to read is The Lightning Thief by Rick Reardon.
1: From the Percy Jackson series.
0: This is Percy Jackson and the Olympians number one. So after you've finished reading The Skin I'm In, go out to your library and get The Lightning Thief. And uh, we'll come back. We may not come back in, in a week. But uh, definitely within the next couple of weeks with the first episode regarding The Lightning Thief.
1: Because I have heard very good things about this book, so personally, I think this will be a good one.
0: All right, well, thank you for joining us.
1: And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.